Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Let's go. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. I mean, that has felt like a very, very, very long time since we've uh, since we've won, basically, doesn't it? But that feels good. That feels so, so good today. I just want I want to find out first of all, though, because um, there was a, there was a video doing rounds a few months ago, wasn't there? And it was Callum Wilson and Mikel Antonio. They were making fun of Richarlison, uh, making fun of how many goals he he scored or or hadn't scored. And if 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 I'm correct in saying Richarlison got two goals today, does anyone does anyone? How many did Callum Wilson get today? I'm just, I'm quite interested. I, I, I'm quite interested to know how many goals Callum Wilson managed to score against Tottenham today um, without getting maybe like a, you know, a dodgy penalty for a handball or something like that that he can have a little laugh about after the game. Does Callum Wilson live completely rent-free in my head? Yes, maybe that is the case. But I make it that Callum Wilson didn't score a single goal today. And Richarlison scored two of Tottenham's four. I mean, I've had some words to say about Richarlison the past few weeks, but, you know, if he's scoring goals for Spurs, then I don't care. You know, I don't care. Happy, happy. Um, What a win. What a victory. Absolutely lovely to, you know, to win. To get one over Newcastle after they absolutely battered us at St. James's Park last season and to do it in that fashion to do it playing Ange Ball to capitalise on the opportunities that were creating to play with a bit of swagger again to play with a bit of belief again because it would have been all too easy after that West Ham game after this sort of run of form for the lads to go into this type of game and think oh god here we go Newcastle off the back of their own terrible defeat probably wanting to prove their own point here and that being the result that's that's what's come out of it is absolutely fantastic and I am going to do you know what? I am going to go as far as to say I credit a massive part of this victory to Pape Matassar I really do because what a performance today I mean I've got to say Sonny probably just edges it in terms of man of the match Sonny absolutely sublime today but Pape Matassar, his impact on this team, on this system, the way in which he keeps everything flowing, the way he keeps the ball moving, the way in which he manages to track back constantly, nick the ball off of the opposition, breaks up their attacks and straight away gets the ball moving, gets us on the front foot again, gets us attacking, is so massively and vastly underrated. I really think that. And do you know what I mean? I'm not just saying this in like, I'm not saying this as some sort of I told you so. Like I've been rating Pape Matassar all season, but when we got the injury, when he's been missing for the past few games, I haven't been groaning. I haven't been saying, oh God, that's who we're really missing. Like I've really rated him. But now I'm I'm looking at today and I'm thinking, 
he is so much more important to our team than we give him credit for. He's so much more important to the form of Eve Basuma than we probably give him credit for. Um, I think, uh, I, I, I honestly, now I'm like, I'm upping him in the levels of just how his importance to this team, into what we're trying to achieve, into what we're trying to do. I think the lad's absolute dynamite. I think Decky being central, I, I, I just don't think there's a case now anymore for, for him to be anywhere else on the on the pitch. If we have to, if we have to play him, you know, in a right wing position to have him up there because of, because of whatever, no other options, maybe. But I think Decky centrally being able to pull the strings, I just think his influence is so much more felt there from that central position. I think the way he links up with the players behind him, with Saar, with Basuma, is brilliant. I think the way he was like spreading the play out was lovely. I, I you know, I know Lacelso has had a good few games, and a lot of people were talking about it being harsh on him. But to me, the way when I saw this, when I saw the setup today, I saw Saar, Basuma, Deki in front of them, and then Richardson. Although it turned out to be Sonny, didn't it? Sonny out on the left, Johnson out on the right, Richardson up top. It felt more balanced. It felt cleaner. It felt like it had more purpose. And Lo Celso, I stand corrected to a degree in the in the respect. That I've, I've never hated Lo Celso. I've just not thought he's that good or whatever. And the past few games, he's been decent. But you know, I don't think he. I don't think it was. Somebody said it to me on Twitter. It's like he doesn't have the legs of Saar. He doesn't have the creativity or influence centrally like Kulusevski does. Um, so he is kind of bottom of the pecking order in that. And I think, you know, whether or not he works out a, better, a different team from us and a different system or, you know, I'm happy to keep him here. I think he has a part to play. I think he has a place to to play in this team. But does he want to stay in a team where he's not, you know, starting games? Probably not. And to me, I just think that team today had so much more balance. The ball was kind of being played around so much more neatly, so much more cutely. I think, I, I don't know, I just sometimes feel like Lo Celso isn't quite as in sync with what's going on around him. I do like the way he carries the ball. I do think he's got a good engine on him. I don't think his passing is always that clean, but neither is Sars. So, I, you know, I can't really judge him too harshly on that when I'm giving Sar as much credit as I am. Um, I just don't think he fits this team and what we're trying to do as well. And starting the game like we did today with these players, I think is just so much better. What whilst Madison's out, Bentancur, whatever, there's different conversations to be had when the that comes along. But right now, seeing Sar and Biss next to one another once again is lovely. Seeing Decky centrally is brilliant. Um, Johnson on the right as well. I've got to say, Johnson on the right. I don't think he was quite as involved as he normally is um, in terms of... I th- it, it tends to be that like when we've got somebody playing on the left, maybe that's because of a doggy. Maybe that's just the way we play. I don't know. It felt like Johnson is called upon to do a lot more when he was out on the left. When he was out on the right, it didn't feel today like he was doing as much. But the bits that he was doing, he was doing very well. It felt like there was a bit less pressure on him. And it allowed him to think a bit more, to to just be more a part of the system um, as opposed to some sort of individual. Whereas Sonny and Richarlison being sort of left and centre, it almost feels like they both kind of, we talk about the fluidity of Ange Postacoglu's system. 
Sonny was, yeah, it did feel like he was more of a, a disciplined left-sided player today, but he still does drift inside. He still has a big influence on the game. Um, and I mean, what an inf- I've got to say again, what an influence from him. Captain's performance from Sonny today, because he was absolutely sensational. Absolutely sensational. Um, Phil Walker says, desolate December. I might have gone too far with that one the other night. You might have done, Phil, mate. But, you know, it was in the moment. It was post-match. So you got to let yourself off. Um, I, yeah, Spurs Simpson. Uh, Spurs Simpsons. Wilson, Wilson may be quiet in his next pod. I mean, he might do. Is he still even doing the pod? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, Deeney and Defoe are doing one now, aren't they? So maybe, I don't know if it's like a rotation of... You know, I was going to say former footballers. Wilson and Wilson and Antonio are still playing. Might as well be former footballers. Both shite. Um, <laughs> Oliz says, does Saar have more legs than a centipede? I think, he, I think he might do, mate. I think he might do because the lad does not stop running. And like I say, I think... I'll, 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 actually, let's talk about this. We'll talk about this individually in the, in, the, in the players' bit in the second half of the pod. I just think today, like, Drew Spence, okay, come on. I think we were good, but not amazing. Just happy to get the results, score some goals. Glad Richie got some joy as well. Let's hope we can kick on now. Yes. Um, look, I, d- I think we're a bit better than good. I don't, I mean, I think, I've got to say, Drew, mate, I think we actually were quite amazing, really. Um, given that, like, that's not our first team. That's not Newcastle's first team either. But we are coming off the back of a horrible run of form, right? And Cootie, Cootie Romero, put out for Cootie, you know, me and Cootie, first name terms. Uh, it's not his first name, is it? It's a nickname. What are you on about? Romero the other day put out that that post, in here, whether it was on Instagram or Twitter or wherever, I can't remember, you know, probably across all of them, syndicated across every single platform, basically saying that, like, we are building the foundation here. The family are all bought into what we're trying to achieve. So don't give up on us yet. That was that was the long and short of what he was trying to say. And it feels like that that that, that mentality is still there with these lads is so like just beautiful to see because we've seen previously, we, we we're sort of talking about what's gone wrong at this club, it's the players, who are we gonna blame, what's gonna happen, all this type of thing. And previously, though, we've had like Conte, we've had Mourinho where it's been going really well. We've had these amazing runs of form, great, brilliant bits. And then we've had one bad result. So Mourinho, let's say, you know, the 3-3 against West Ham, letting that lead slip. And it all just went downhill from there. Mourinho starts playing anti-football. There seems to be a load of infighting. Players start getting dropped, heads drop. Nobody's playing for one another. There's no real clear plan or anything there. And it all goes to shit. Similar with Conte. I mean, there were diff- different little ups and downs under Conte's era. But same sort of principle applies. And the fact that, you know, there has been some conversation this week. And I don't I don't think anyone's been saying it. Like a few of the different kind of pods and just different conversations and stuff I've seen on Twitter. People haven't been... I don't, I don't think anyone really properly, truthfully has been saying maybe Ange isn't the man for the job. I, I, I mean, I've seen a few people... I've seen a few of those tweets where people are almost doing the straw man, being like, as if some Spurs fans want Ange Postacoglu gone. When I I didn't, I wasn't really seeing any Spurs fans saying they want Ange Postacoglu gone. I think Ange Postacoglu is the first manager in 
years, years. Um, that everyone is pretty much, whether it's Levy in, Levy out, all that type of stuff. I think most people are pretty aligned on Ange Postacoglu is the man to lead this club forwards, right? And there might there might be a bit of bitching here and there about selections or about taking off Lacelso in the second half against West Ham. What's he doing? Fine, but people are allowed to do that. Like we're not in a cult. Like Ange Postacoglu isn't the the grand supreme leader, right? You're allowed to say stuff. You're allowed to have a little moan after the football. It's what football is, right? But I think everyone is pretty much bought into him. But the most important part here, really, I guess, anyway, in the in the immediacy of football, is that the players are clearly bought into it. We've gone one point from 15 points, right, prior to this. It would have been very, very easy for people to down tools for them again to say like ah no this is it you know whatever I'm not I can't be asked for this but they haven't done so obviously Ange deserves a lot of credit for that for winning these players around for making them believe that there are good times around the corner that we are early we're in the infancy of a project here but there are good times around the corner but we've got to give these lads some credit as well you've got to give the players some credit because we're so quick to say, ah, oh, their heads have dropped. Ah, oh, it's up to them. They've thrown another manager under the bus. They've done this. They've done that. They haven't. They've come out today fighting. They've shown great spirit. And yes, I know Newcastle are leggy. Newcastle have got injuries. But so do we. So do we. Like, this is, I think we are probably the one team that Newcastle can't really give the old kind of sympathy vote. We've got injuries kind of line to. They just can't because we've been we've been struggling ourselves. Newcastle could have just as easily come out today with a point to prove. They are a bit of a bogey team for us. They always kind of have been a bit of a bogey team for us. But today we've gone out there. We've done the business. We haven't done what we've been doing for the past few games. We've learned from our mistakes. We've dominated that first half. And importantly, we've capitalised. We've created great opportunities and we've put them away. And... You can't ask for anything more than that. Like this, 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 this game today is like completely what those other games could have been and just wasn't. It hasn't turned out to be, but now we're seeing, no, it's not going to be that. Oh, we got the three points and it's just nice. We're still just in touching distance. And it's, you know, it seems, I wouldn't look, let's put it this way. I'm not saying it's somehow this blessing in disguise that we've lost a load of games. I'm not saying that, you know, we could have maybe lost a couple of games here and there and would be thinking like, okay, maybe this is, I get it, takes the pressure off. Us being top of the table so early on into Postacoglu's thing, I think he felt a bit uncomfortable with that. He'll take it, obviously he'll take it, but you could tell it probably wasn't that good. He kept saying at that point, you'll learn more about us when we start losing games. He kept making that point when people were talking about, Spurs, how are you? How has this been easy? What are these the players you've got? The signings? Do you need to make any more signings? Are you going to win the league? All this type of stuff. He didn't like it. You could tell he was uncomfortable with it. It was his first season. I think I I reckon he probably knew or at least suspected that something like this run of form that we've just encountered was probably just around the corner. Because if you really stop to think about the start to the season, you know, like. 
We maybe got away with one at Luton. We maybe got away with one at home to Sheffield United. I'm not going to say that of Arsenal because I think we absolutely played them off the park. I think we could have won at the Emirates. I think we were absolutely fantastic there. But there were a few different games, and I'm probably forgetting some along the way. There were a few different games along the way when we maybe rode our luck a little bit, right? And so when we talk about a false position, I don't like. I don't really buy into that. I think at the end of the day... Like people have kind of said of these past few games, well, you know, on another day we wouldn't have done this. West Ham got lucky and this. I just don't really buy it. Like, I don't really buy that. Yeah, okay, maybe there was slightly fortuitous with the way in which the ball dropped for James Ward-Prowse and whatever. But at the same time, West Ham countered well. They played against us very well. They capitalised on the opportunities that they did create, right? They managed to shut us out. They managed to nullify pretty much all that we did, despite the field tilt and all the possession we had in their box. And so this is my point. So I don't really buy that. And I don't really buy the idea of a false position as such. I can say we rode our luck. I can say that we maybe in ourselves got a bit fortuitous. But still, we got the three points on those occasions. We did enough to win those games. And and that's what it is. However, the point still remains that you know, we, we are still very, very early into this project, into this. You know, when, when Ange Postacoglu has been asked, do you need to add in January? He's like, well, I've had one I've had one transfer window. We probably need to keep adding most transfer windows. It's what, you know, it's what football clubs do, don't they? And we are building something. And yes, we've had our test now. We've had a test and it may well not be over yet. You know, who knows? This might be another yo-yo. We might go... Who is our next game anyway? Is it Everton? I can't remember. Uh, I think it is Everton, isn't it? Maybe. I'm just going to double check that now. But the point is, my point being here, that there is every chance that we do yo-yo, we go on to you know our next game, and we lose that. We can't say we're out of the woods yet. However, today, 4-1, we beat Newcastle. Lovely jubbly, job done. It's just nice to be winning games. It's nice to be playing with, like I say, that verve, that swagger, that confidence, which so easily could have abandoned these lads, but it hasn't done. And it really feels like not only have they come into this game like with a point to prove, but I do, th- you know, I think the way we've set up, I think the, the the way we've done that has allowed us to do this a lot as well. More balanced team. It's lovely having Saar back. Tom Foynes, friend of the show, been on the show a few times. His point to me was he was saying that like Saar is like the oxygen in our blood, and it's it's just such a nice way of putting it. Saar just like I just yeah. I'll talk about him more when I do the 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 player ratings at the end. Um, but I just think uh, I'm just trying to work out where we are on the table now as well. You know, fifth, three points behind Manchester City, who, yeah, not in great sort of form themselves. Six points behind all conquering Arsenal. You know, we're doing all right. We're still doing all right. Um, it's pretty mad. It's pretty mad. Um, let's have a look. I'll read out some of the responses I'm getting in a second. I'm just going to have a look at our face. Yeah, Everton. No, Nottingham Forest. Christ. Nottingham Forest we got next away on Friday. Yeah. 
I mean, I would like to think, I would like to think now, Forest away, Everton at home, Brighton away, Bournemouth at home, even United away. You know, next five games, get three points in all of them, right? I think so. Let's have it. Let's do it now. We've we've done the losing however many games in a row. Let's start winning them now. I think we can. Uh, I think we can do this. I think we've got some uh, something good around our um, around the corner for us. Just gems. Can we have a shout out for Gentle Ben? Quietly making great cover runs and blocks. Yes, fantastic player. Fantastic performance today. He's really, really gone above and beyond um, in stepping into the void left by Mickey Van der Ven. A, a horribly, horribly maligned player from our fan base who I think is just a solid, solid football. And like I probably even underplay him a bit myself. I'm always like, you know, he's a good 5 out of 10, 6 out of 10 every single week. I think he's probably better than that, man. I think he's a really good player. Um, he is versatile. He works hard. He's obviously one of the one of the captains, although not officially, not entitled. But he's still one of the senior. He's one of the senior members of the squad, at least. Never moans. Gets on with his job. Clearly loves playing for Spurs. Loves the club. What more do you want from him? Like he's a good player. I so seldom, and I say I say this almost every time I talk about Ben Davis. I so seldom see him make a mistake. But we'll talk about him more in a second. Um. Let's have a look. Gary Bradley, how good was Kalu at the number 10 position? He needs to be playing number 10 until Madison is back. Sensational player. 100% agree, mate. I was saying it at the top of this. Absolutely brilliant. Um, absolutely fantastic player. Do you know what? I'll tell you what. This is naturally going to lead to doing the players, isn't it? So let's just do it now. Let's talk about the players. Um, give me two seconds. I'll bring up the uh, starting lineup. But come on. Go on. Let's fucking have it, Tottenham. Um I do just want to know again if anybody in the comments now, now that there's a few more people watching live at least, if anyone can tell me because I can't, I can't quite seem to find the information how many goals Callum Wilson scored today. Um, I really, I really would because, like I, I see here, so Richarlison scored on the 38th minute and the 60th minute, and we won 4-1, and Joel Linton scored for Newcastle, so. Mm. 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 It's an interesting development, I guess. I mean, maths isn't my strong point. Never has been. But uh, I don't know. I'll just let anyone else ponder that. How many goals Callum Wilson scored today? Um, I think the figure will be as low as the amount of rent he's paying to <laughs> to uh, to stay in my noggin. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Um, 
Vicario today, good performance. Always is, isn't it? Always is from him. He's got to be a Silly's number one soon, doesn't he? Like, he's got to be number one. Um, what performance from Vicario. I thought he was, he was good. Made a couple of good saves. Distribution as ever, fantastic. Um, what a player. What a signing. Better than David Raya. Better than Aaron Ramsdale. Better than, actually, do you know what? I'm not going to give them more oxygen. Better than, I would say, basically every keeper in the Premier League, other than maybe Alison Becker, who I don't think, I'm going to say it quietly, I don't think he's miles away from. I don't think he is. You know? I don't think so. I think he's an unbelievable. I just can't, I cannot believe he is our goalkeeper. I cannot believe nobody else has signed him. Because I think, I mean, it sounds harsh to say Manchester City have just won the treble, right? And Edison has been a big part of Manchester City's success. But <laughs> I do think he's a little bit of a dodgy keeper, Edison. Like, I, I just a little bit. And I'm surprised that somebody like City haven't come in for somebody like Vicario. Just because how ruthless they are. How ruthless they are. Like, the way they just cut out Joe Hart. Again, Joe Hart, title winning, mainstay of their team. Pep gave him, like, what, half a season. Was like, nah, nah, getting rid. Not good enough. I'm surprised. I'm sort of surprised they haven't moved past Edison a bit. I think, I guess, because goalkeepers are at such a short supply. They're at such a premium. They generally cost so much. But, Cario, £17 million. Sorry, I'm trying to drink away from the microphone. I apologise. Um, oh, Vicario. Destiny Doggy. I mean, lovely goal today. Well worked. Lovely interchange with Sonny. I mean, they obviously like playing with one another. But the lad is, like I say all the time, he, yeah, he didn't have a great performance against West Ham. But he's got so much credit in the bank. So much credit in the bank. He's a wonderful, wonderful footballer. He's he's just the complete package, man. He's like technically brilliant, mentally brilliant, like physically brilliant. He's just across the board. He's like 10 out of 10s. He's, he's amazing. Like he is such a good player and he's so young. <laughs> and I just feel so lucky, so privileged to have him energy he brings to the team his reading of the game all of it like he is he is a sensation he's a sensation and it's players like him that if we are going to take that next step if we are going to be a serious team if we are going to capitalize if we are going to one day hope that the footballing gods will deem it so that certain clubs are having an off year it's players like him that will make the difference for us in us Winning the league, winning an FA Cup, winning a Champions League perhaps, you know. Maybe we can still win the league this year, you know. There's a long way to go. There's a long way to go. Nobody, nobody is grabbing this league with both hands yet. Nobody is at all. Other than maybe Aston Villa. But I don't know, man. I don't know. Let's just Let's just see. Could we though? I don't know. Ben Davis, like, yeah, we've been talking about him. I mean, Spurs Simpson has put in a, a good question as well and say that um, does Davis' form mean that we can get one defender in and not panic or do we need that like for like with Van der Ven? I don't know, mate. It's a good question. Like, I mean, you probably would feel that if I'm, you know, if I'm being brutally honest, 
yeah, we probably do need somebody a bit closer to Van der Ven, maybe a younger player. Ben Davis isn't getting any, you know, he's not getting any younger himself. Um, but look, focusing on what he's done in Van der Ven's absence, I think he's been brilliant. I think he's been absolutely fantastic. I don't just think he's been a squad player doing a job. I think he's been legitimately brilliant. I think he puts his body on the line for Tottenham constantly. He plays for the shirt. He always comes off the pitch, dripping in sweat, mud all over his kit. Like, he's just, he is one of the, he's one of the, the main lads in this squad. He's one of the senior players. He leads by example. And I just, I think he deserves so much credit for the way he has handled, you know, what is quite an intimidating proposition. Playing in a high line in an Ange Postacoglu team, replacing somebody like Van de Ven. I mean, you know, he's got Destiny Adoggi alongside him, who is probably doing a bit more defensive running um, now than he was when Van de Ven was playing. I would be interested if there is any kind of stats nonces. I mean, sorry, um, stats people um, about who know more about that. If you can, if there is any sort of stat that will show. Defensive actions, I guess it will be more, yeah, something like that. Defensive actions before, pre and post Van de Ven. Well, not pre, with Van de Ven, post Van de Ven. Um, stuff like heat maps. It feels all a bit rudimentary, doesn't it, heat maps? But, you know, people still use them, don't they? To a degree. If heat maps, do you know what though? The thing I, I feel, I kind of feel about heat maps is they're good for like social media. You can slap them up online. And say like, look, this gives you an idea of where somebody was running today, where they were moving. Nice. Like as an overview, right? It's kind of somewhere, heat maps are somewhere between eye test and data, I feel. Do you know what I mean? And that's why I think Dars probably like them a bit as well. Um, so, whatever, I don't know why I'm talking about heat maps. Um, I, I, one thing I am glad though is that the heat map banter has died a bit. Because remember, it was quite, I, I did find it quite funny for a little bit. Um... There would often be like, you know, I don't know, whatever, a goat one for, I mean, when I, the thing is, you know, I was stopping myself, I was saying whatever, because as soon as I was about to start to say it, I was like, they've always been shit, haven't they? Like, it's never actually been that funny at all. It's the sort of thing that like, my dad literally sends me like, ha ha, look at this. He said, Messi's heat map is shaped like a goat. And I'm like, I mean, you know, kind of chuckle a little bit as you see it and then whatever. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Heat maps. Ben Davis, heat maps, goats, messy, all of it. Let's just lump it all in together. Christian Romero, I mean, look, I love the fella. I do. But we need to, you know, as the meme says, we need to start a dialogue. We need to start having a serious conversation about this lad and his reliability. We really do. Because he was very, very, that was a red card. It was a red card. It was at least an orange card, but it was a red card today on Wilson. It was. What's he playing at? What's he doing? And I think it was a little bit whiffy today in general. Um, I do think he was a little bit all over the shop. Look, he's a he's a he's he's a great great player, but I think there is a middle ground between because what's always put back to me whenever I say he needs to rein it in a bit is. You don't want to stunt him. You don't want to take the fire out of his belly. I think there's a middle ground to be had. And I think, you know, but I mean, I guess Ange, 
Ange said it the other day, didn't he? He was like, I don't want to take anything away from this lad. He adds so much to our team and he's such an important player. Blah, 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 blah. Um, so, guess it is what it is. I think Ange probably likes characters like him. I just, I always kind of feel like he's going to let us down a bit. And he, he often does. But I do love him. I love him, you know. The bull of the pampas. <sighs> just, uh, just please, lad. Please, just screw your head on a little bit sometimes. He does get very flustered. He gets very flustered and he gets very kind of, uh, you know, I don't know. Just, he's a shit house, isn't he? That's the way to put it. He's a shit house. Do you know what? I got so triggered. I watched, I just want to say this now. I can't remember exactly what the expression is, but I was watching that thing, Phil, Thursday Bulletin, if you are part of Patreons. Um, Phil, he got me onto watching Reacher on Amazon, which is, it's fine, you know, it's, it's, it's fun. It's all right, you know, it's okay. I don't think it's amazing, it's, but it's good fun. I, re- I did really enjoy it. Um, and one of the characters in that talks about <laughs> cursing is either the sign of like, it's, he said it's something like cursing is the sign of, you know, a low strength of character or intellect. And it rattled me. And it always made me think, right, I need to stop swearing on the pods and all that. But he just, he, I don't know. There's something so satisfying about swearing, isn't there? It really is. I do quite like it. I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not fond of all the kind of the creative twee, cockwumble type swearing. I don't like all that, you know. Like wank puffin and spunk badger all that type just come on turn all that in but a good old fucking hell or you know something like that come on you fucking spurs you know it's class isn't it love it um just gems says bullshit take um i hope you mean that of the swearing being a sign of low strength of character or intellect because i agree i agreed pedro poro um I mean, what a performance again today. Perhaps another player whose excellence is being normalised. I'm just, I think he's just, he's, he's brilliant, isn't he? I've had such an about turn on him. He's, he's a lovely, lovely footballer and he's so into it. He's so just like getting the crowd going and he's just so like beating his chest and all that. Like absolutely loves it. He's so there for it. Um, Lovely, lovely footballer, lovely player, great engine on him. He's just, he's spectacular, both defensively and offensively. I always kind of worried, and I do think at times, early on in his Tottenham career at least, he did show that he was, you know, a bit shaky defensively. He It seems like he's just ironed that out of his game completely. It's like, it's so funny, it's become so normalised, I guess, after seeing somebody like Hugo Lloris, who... We're so bad at kicking for so long, so brilliant and everything else. We just took it as like, oh, well, that's just what it's like. You sort of think, oh, yeah, these professional footballers who are just paid to literally play football to improve themselves, that they can't somehow address an area of their game that needs addressing. And it feels like Porra's done that. It feels like defensively, he's come on massively. Um, and his overall play, I think, it feels so much more rounded now. He feels so much more like a part of the team, a part of the system, not just like a kind of 
quick guy who plays out on the wing, who we know can bomb it down the wing, who's he's got a bit of like a shade of like Aaron Lennon about him because he can like bomb it down the wing, dink one in or cut inside and lay it off to somebody. Now it just feels like he does so much. It feels like he contributes massively in the build-up of moves. He's not just bombing it down the wing with the ball. Like, just acting as like some sort of, you know, a Dharma Traore type ball carrier because he's got the physicality and he's got, you know, a good bit of speed in which to do that. It feels like Pedro Porro now is involved in moves. He's involved in kind of like one-twos, playing the ball around, playing the ball to safety, playing the ball out of danger getting moves started, building an attack. Like He's getting involved in all of it. He's getting involved in the defensive side of things. And then, obviously, in the final third, he's there, whether he is coming inside or whether he is on the outside, whipping those. His delivery is absolutely unbelievable. His delivery from the corner, was it against West Ham? I think it was West Ham, wasn't it? That he put the corner in for Romero. Was delicious. And it feels like almost every game now, He's putting a chance on a plate for somebody. Um, lovely, lovely, lovely footballer. Lovely player. Um, how wrong was I? And happily, happily. Eve Basuma, um, he's, I, I, re- I think he's getting back to his best now. Like He took that, he, he got that red card. He was out for a bit. I think his confidence took a bit of a wobble. You know, it felt like he was, I guess, playing alongside various different partners, all this type of thing. He didn't quite look like himself again. Past few games, I think he's been looking much better. Today, alongside Saar again, seeing that partnership rekindled again, lovely. Like, really lovely. I think maybe maybe he did start to fade a bit. When he got taken off, I wasn't thinking like, oh, no, don't take him off. I thought, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I think he's done a good job today and... Yeah, maybe he's kind of starting to lose the thread of the match a little bit. But it's building blocks. He's getting back to, I think, that player that we saw at the start of the season. I think he's a lovely, lovely footballer. I think he's a lovely footballer. Um, Pape Matasar. I mean, I was talking about him at the top of the pods, obviously at great length. I think he, again, I just want to reiterate, I think he is such a massive part as to why we got the result that we got today. I really do. I think he is I think he is a phenomenal, phenomenal footballer. Like he's just he's unbelievable. I I, I honestly think he like almost makes us tick. Um I love the way I, I one of the so one of the things I sort of picked up on before, what I, I just absolutely love about him is how he drops back. He supports the defence. He's always an option there for the defence. Porro used him, used him as an outlet several times. I would see Romero using him as an outlet several times. He's facing the defence. He's there. Give me the ball. And then he manages to just turn on it and progress the ball up the pitch or get the attack going, passing it out to Basuma. And yeah, he does have the odd way would pass. But I, I really do forgive him of that because he actually wins possession back so often. And even when it's not him that's given the ball away, he's darting back and winning possession back for the team. He's so good at breaking up opposition moves. Like, so good at it. I think he's maybe the best player in our team for breaking up opposition moves. Um, because Newcastle were having no joy today, really. I thought they would be able to hit us on the attack. Players like Almiron, players like Anthony Gordon on the pitch... Players like, um, what's his name, Isak. 
I thought they might be able to get us on the counter, but I think more often than not, having Saar there, having his legs there, his up and down the pitch, up and down the pitch, his ability to be able to get back, nick the ball, and then take the ball up the other end, and then either thread it through to Decky or thread it out to the wings, out to a doggy, get it out to um, Brennan Johnson or something like that. I just, I think he's an all-round brilliant player. And I think, like I say, I think his worth to this team is massive. I don't, I, like, I'm, I'm getting to this point now with him where I'm like, I don't know if I actually look at him as like, he's this young player, he's a project, Ben Tanker will take his place and we'll see in a few years, So I don't think Saar should be leaving this team. I don't think Saar should be leaving this starting eleven. I think Saar is huge for us. I think he's a massive, massive player. And I, I'm I'm not really afraid. Oh, I'm hard. <laughs> I'm not really afraid. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of saying that, all right? You can't stop me. You can't stop me. These days, if you say you like Papi Matasar, um, I just think he's, I think he is a sensational, sensational footballer. Um the difference he made to our team today being on the pitch is stark. And the standing ovation he got as he left the pitch is telling. Um, more often than not, you know, when you are watching a, a, a game in the ground, which, you know, I seldom do nowadays, but I've, I've done my shift in the past. So, you know, don't judge me. But when you are often in the ground, you do get a, a more like a 4D appreciation of how the game is going. You do get a richer fuller idea of how individuals are doing it's easier to keep track of individuals and all that type of thing and I think for Saar to be leaving the pitch and to have the stadium give him a standing ovation when you know to my knowledge he hasn't got an assist and he hasn't scored a goal today but his overall influence on the game was that profound it was that strong that he's getting a standing ovation it's maybe partly for Richarlison as well but I do think it was for Saar to be honest um I mean, if you were there, tell me, correct me if I'm wrong, but it felt like everybody today, and just from looking at Twitter as well, looking at what other people are saying, today, it seems to be everyone is like, oh shit, he is a player, he really is a player, we don't need to be guarded about this, we don't need to be big picturing this, like, he is just, he's sensational, he's a sensational footballer, Um, it is, he's, yeah. I love him. I really, really do. I think he's. I think he's. I think he's wonderful. I think he's a wonderful player. Um, Human son. Um, look, great captain's performance today. Man of the match. Absolutely man of the match. Slotted his penalty away like beautifully. Two assists. I've I've gotten the the comments here from Snake says Son has the most assists in the Premier League with eighty three. Haven't been able to fact check. Let's try fact check this now. Shall I see if Tottenham assists all time Premier League. Well, okay. Look, I've got from. St- I'm just saying, right? I'm just saying here, Snake. Right. Stat bunker. So has our all-time assists as 63 for Christian Eriksen, 54 for Hummin Son. So I guess if he's got two more today, he's still not top. But maybe, I mean, maybe this hasn't been updated for a while. Maybe, you know. Let's say that. Um, 
does it say on here? Does it say on the Premier League's own website? I'm not going to devote too much time for this. I know this doesn't make for fantastic listening. Um, all seasons, all clubs. No, yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't find the data right now. Um, but the one bit of data I said, you know, it maybe, maybe doesn't have. Maybe he's got, maybe he's got 83 assists overall, but maybe they're not all Premier League assists. Just saying. But he's still second, you know, behind Christian Eriksen. So. Other than that, though, unbelievable. Captain's performance. Um, sometimes worry he gets a bit marginalised when he's put out on the wing like that, but didn't seem to hamper him today at all. He was integral to pretty much everything we were doing. Guy looks like he's carrying a massive injury as well. I mean, there were big doubts of, as to whether or not he was even starting today. I don't know if he's getting injections. I don't know if that's going to catch up with him down the line, but, you know, he is off to the Asian Games soon, and... He loves this club. He's the captain of this club and he loves this club. I, I love Harry Kane. Loved Harry Kane. Love who? Oh, I still do. I'm not going to bullshit this for fucking social media points. It's my favourite footballer of all time, probably. Mm, Ledley, actually, maybe. I don't know. Neck and neck. Neck and neck, probably. But um, Sonny loves this club. In the summer when Harry Kane was trying to leave us desperately to go to Manchester City, Sonny himself could have probably gone anywhere in the world. Linked with Liverpool, linked with Bayern himself actually back then. What did he do? Signed a new contract at Spurs and came out and said openly, I owe this club something. I owe these fans something. I owe them a trophy. They've given me everything. They've given me my career. I love him, man. Like, I'm so proud to have him as our captain. And, you know, he was getting dug out a bit after West Ham, but I, I, I don't really buy it. I think he's... Uh, He's just an example. He's an example to the young players at the squad, to young fans, to any sort of fan in the stadium. He's a good guy. Um, I mean, I don't know him personally. Let's hope nothing comes out at some point. I doubt it will, though, will it? I mean, I know plenty of people that have worked with him and they all say the same thing in that he is just the best guy. Like, absolutely the best. And he was the best guy on the pitch today. Unbelievable performance from him. Um, wonderful player, wonderful bloke. Yeah, love him. Brennan Johnson, I thought he was good today. Good performance. Very, very unlucky. Hitting the sort of inside of the bar. Um, is, uh, is, is, yeah. Hit the inside of the bar and, yeah, a bit unlucky with that. It would have been nice to see him get a goal but you know I think he is I still think he's he's net good um I'm happy with with the signing of Brennan Johnson happy with his positive sort of contribution to the team maybe does need to start to find a bit more end product I think you know in this type of system um goals need to come from everywhere right and especially in those sort of positions where he's occupying, he, he does need to be scoring goals. But I think he's got a nice delivery on him. I think he's got a really nice delivery on him, actually. Um, and he links up well with the players around him. I think he linked up really nicely with Kulisewski today. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a prime vintage performance from him. Don't get me wrong, but I think he was good. Um, and, yeah, I, I enjoy his presence in our team. I think he adds balance to the team. And I think he is always a threat. I think he gives the opposition something to think about. Even if we do think he can be more clinical, I think he occupies the opposition. Um, so, and that's good, right? Dejan Kulisevsky, 
very good performance today. I thought, um, love seeing him start in the middle. I think he, I just, yeah, he said it himself, he prefers playing here. I think we've seen it in the times he's played here this season. He does seem to be better suited to playing here, to being in the middle, to being able to pull the strings. Um, he's a great player. He's a great player. He's so young, so young. Same age bracket as Saka and Foden. He's a real leader in this team. He never shies away from anything. There's been so many times this season, last season, when, you know, this is when you're expecting the senior players in the team to step up. And him in his early 20s, he's always grabbing the game by the scruff of the neck, running the extra miles, really just taking it to the opposition. He's a, yeah, he's he's a lovely player. He's a lovely player. He's a workhorse. He's... He had that. Do you know what? He had that one shot. Um, I think it was in the second half. And Dubrovka managed to like just weirdly. Like he managed to almost like pluck it. It, it almost didn't look real because Kulusevski smacked it with such venom. And Dubrovka managed to actually catch it. And I think even the commentator, I think even Drury was like, "Oh wow, what a catch!" You know, he, it was just one of those sort of taken aback. It was a really good save, really good catch from the keeper. Um, but yeah, I, I yeah. Until Madison's back, Kulusevski's got to stay in this position, man. He has to stay here. He has to stay here. Um, definitely. Um, Brendan McGurty says Johnson's dodgy back pass almost let them in. He did. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So yeah, we'll give him a little, uh, a little kind of blotch off of that. But I think the rest of my point on him still stands. No, I still think he's a good player. I like him. Richarlison, two goals today. Good lad. Um, he did have that funny moment when he probably, before he scored his second, when he, he probably should have scored a second. He didn't really know whether to hit it with a foot or try and head it. And he ended up just kind of flopping on the ground. Like I say, I think my, criti- my critique of him previously has been he's not clinical enough. I think that's another kind of example of it. But good on him today. Two goals. He looked almost shocked to be scoring them. He looked quite overwhelmed. It's obviously been weighing on his mind. He's spoken about his mental health previously. So for not only for Spurs winning and you know capitalizing on their dominance, capitalizing on a lead, for him as an individual, it's good. I'm happy for him. Whatever I say about wanting to sell him or all this type of stuff, I still maintain I think he's a nice lad. I don't bear him any ill will. I think he does seem like a nice lad, and I don't think it's for lack of trying. Um the sort of issues he's faced at Spurs. And if he's scoring, then Spurs are scoring. And I'm happy with that. So, you know, good on him today. Good performance. Very, I've got to say, God, I'm not going to understate it. His second goal was lovely. Very well taken. Lovely touch. Lovely finish under a lot of pressure as well. Really, really good goal. It was really good. Did you know what I mean? I was digging him out for not capitalising on the the chance when he didn't know whether to kick it or head it. Um, so I can't underplay how how actually really, really good his second goal was. It was really, really nice. Really, really well taken. Um, so, you know, well done that man. Um, Oliver Skip, I think he was decent. He gave the ball away quite annoyingly actually at one point, which allowed sort of Newcastle to break away. Um, but I think for the most part, he came on and did a good job when he came on. Um, Hoybier, I, I spent... I, Spend too much time talking about him. Even today when he came on, he's usually kind of been brought on to be this player to come on and shut the game out. I just think we lose so much rhythm with him. 
like I say, my sort of my my take on him that I will repeat is that he's the place where moves go to die, and I I really just sort of feel that. Um, you know, whatever human being with feelings and emotions, so not to abuse him, nothing like that. But you know, we can get some decent money for him in Jan. Get rid. Um, Brian Hill, you know, didn't really have much time, did he, to do anything? Um, had had a couple of nice little moments. He had a couple of nice little moments when he was digging in for a few tackles and stuff like that, which felt almost uncharacteristic, one might say. I don't know. Um, but he was all right, you know, quite good. He's a bit of a live wire, isn't he? He often, can I just, can I say one thing that sort of irritates me that he does? It's a kind of tick of his that I've realized, that I've noticed and I kind of can't unsee it at the moment. He runs into space and then even when he's not really kind of coming up against somebody, he turns back on himself. He sort of like sometimes overcomplicates it. He has that thing of like running, running, running in space and then now's the time to like play the ball in or something and then we'll sort of double back on himself and usually run into whoever's chasing him behind and then try to beat them, tries to be a bit over over elaborate with it. And that's probably a confidence thing and that probably comes with not playing that much, not starting that much. But, you know, we've all been quite excited about him. Um what his career might look like under Ange Postacoglu, how Ange Postacoglu might be able to use a player like Brian Hill. You know, he might fancy him. He might like a player of his kind of skill set, all that type of thing. So, you know, let's wait and see. Let's wait and see what Ange has in store for him. I don't know what Brian Hill's Tottenham career looks like. I don't know if he has a long future with us or not, to be quite truthful with you. But I don't mind him. I do quite like him. Um, I'm happy to see him given more opportunities. Giovanni Lo Celso, um, pretty, pretty good again when he came on. Like I say, with Skip, good when he came on. Um, carries the ball very nicely, knocks it about. We definitely, you know, when when the kind of the, the midfield of Saar, Basuma and Kulisewski got broken up, we definitely lost a, a lot of our rhythm, I feel. But, we still managed to make that lovely move to put Sonny through, which resulted in the penalty. So, you know, these players all have ability. Um, I think Lacelsa was pretty integral to that. So, you know, he's good. He's, he's He has been, you know, playing very well the past few games. I personally don't feel as shocked and upset, if that's even the word to use, that he was dropped today. I've sort of made that quite clear. Um but yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting one. I think ultimately this is always going to come down to one of those like, you know, how much do you personally rate him or not? And I do rate him. I do like him. I think my concern is always going to be that, you know, I, I like seeing, I don't mind seeing him come off the bench or seeing him play maybe certain types of games. But really, when everyone's fit, does he start for me? No, he doesn't. Um, and is he going to be happy with that? No, he's not because we know that he's not. We we know that already from his time at Spurs. He wants to be playing week in, week out. And I honestly don't think we can or should give him that um, when everyone is fit. So if we can cash in on him, I'm not against it. I know it's, I know it's not a popular take, but, you know, that's just, that's just how I feel about him. Um, Jamie Donnelly, you know, no time at all to do anything, but lovely to see him get a home debut. Good round of applause from the home support. Again, has come on in a uh, in a in a good moment for Spurs. So 
good on him. It must be absolutely. You can only imagine, right? Being because he is he is one of our own. Is apparently his old man's a season ticket holder. Um, they always have been. When you know, even when he wasn't playing for us, he was found in the away end watching Spurs, all that type of thing. To now be out there playing for Spurs, like John Lilly White Rose was saying the other day, you know, when the academy teams and stuff do lose to an Arsenal or a Chelsea. Players like Donnelly are the ones that are absolutely seething, absolutely fuming because they want to do it because they're Tottenham boys and they're, you know, they're professionals, they're athletes as well. But he's a Tottenham boy and that's what he wants. He wants to play for Spurs. He wants to do the best he can for Spurs and that, you know, people often tend to like equate it with some sort of gammonism to sometimes like homegrown players to want to champion home. And it's such a like, is such a whiffy take, is such a kind of bleed through of, I don't know, other stuff that I just, I just don't buy it, man. I think academy players getting more time being around the sort of first team is fine, right? And it's fine to be happy about that because they do bring with them for the most part a a, a stronger sense of, I guess, loyalty to the club probably for the most part, right? Um... I mean, maybe that's not always the case. You know, Mikey Moore, we've heard, big Millwall fan, you know. But he's still obviously got some level of affection for Spurs, I guess. He's signed a new contract with us. Homegrown quotas are a thing now, you know. Just don't get, don't get down on academy players. It's good. I don't know. It's a, it's a weird, weird new thing. But there we have it. Tottenham Hotspur 4, Newcastle 1. Um... I've been told it seems to be I've got a few comments here that would uh, seem to suggest as I was struggling to find out earlier Callum Wilson scored zero zero goals today no goals for Callum Wilson um, two goals for Charleston. let's hope he has a good old laugh about that on his next podcast but for today all three points for Tottenham climbing back up the table again let's use this let's build on this let's just kind of Leave no win November behind us. Busy period coming up again. Sonny's out for a bit. I mean, we do have a winter break now in the UK, which is kind of weird. It's something that was campaigned for for so long and now has kind of been swept under the rug a little bit in a way. Um, Not in a Matt Letizia makes you think way swept under the rug, but just, you know, people don't seem to really treat you with much significance when it's, it's kind of interesting, right? That the UK now has a... Well, England now has a winter break. Um, so, Sonny, you know, he, he won't be missed. But, yeah, we're going to have a few players out for the African Cup of Nations, the Asian Games. So, again, it's going to be it's going to be dicey again. But still, that belief remains. These lads are clearly brought into this project. You love to see it. You absolutely love to see it. Um, so, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Um, If you are on YouTube, like and subscribe. And if you are listening to it, leave a rating, leave a review. Please share the podcast wherever you share stuff. Reddit, Twitter, Facebook, I don't know. Um, All of that. If you are not sick of the sound of my voice in these kind of post-match things or in the Monday podcasts, you can also subscribe to Patreon. Giving you a bit of a taste of the past few weeks of what you can expect on Patreon. Um, Patreon.com slash rtrpod. There's preview pods on there, often with opposition fans. Got a Thursday bulletin, nice little 
20, 25 minute pod that I record with Phil, where we go through the week's talking points. Bit more, you know, it's bulleted, a bit more concise. Phil's good at reining me in, you know. This is it. 58 minutes now of me talking into a microphone on my own, you know, reins me in. Um, so we've got that. Got the Robbie Keane Ultras with Jack Gallagher that I'm going to be recording this week with him as well. Jack Gallagher, football writer, very good lad, very funny, not a Spurs fan, but still. Talk to him about Spurs, films, all that type of stuff. Good fun. Um, so yeah, cheers for tuning in. Thanks for watching. All that sort of stuff. Come on, you Spurs. Up the Spurs. Have that Callum Wilson, you fucking shit house. <laughs> when your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.